Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast, a show dedicated to the crazy world of mixed martial arts. Join your hosts, Laurel, Ty, and Jordan, as they break down all the latest and biggest news and bouts. This is the one podcast that will never let the fight go to the judges. Live from your favorite podcast listening device, it's time hey fkt crew we're back with another episode of the front kicks and throw clothes podcast it's laurel it's ty and it's jordan and this week's episode is brought to you by a public service announcement fuck the blackhawks <laughs> ouch this might be an MMA podcast, but I cannot express my displeasure on how the NHL draft lottery is rigged to help out higher sports markets. One second, actually. Um, why not give the top pick to a low market team like Anaheim or Columbus? And I'm pretty much going to tell you what the NHL said. Why? Because fuck them. That's why. That's perfect. <laughs> I promise we'll talk about the fights. Well, what a great intro. I mean, couldn't have started (laughs) the show off better. Yeah, so the fights were awesome, um, but Monday did not start off well. My team, the Ducks, 25.5% chance to get the number one pick. Somehow Chicago slips up, uh, not slips up, jumps up from three to one out of nowhere. Well, it's not getting any better for me because uh, both of my teams, the Celtics and the Devils, are facing elimination tomorrow. So, Oof, rough. But the Marlins are still hanging in there. Such <laughs> a fighting fish, I can tell you that. Fighting fish. <laughs> they're like what? The They're second in the league, right? In we're the second, NL East. We're second in the division because the Mets stink. Which so, is surprising. No, nah, not surprising. They suck. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, Mets fans or Mets. Brewers lost today to the Dodgers eight to one. So now we're twenty and seventeen. I mean, eight to one's better than losing thirteen to one to them. No, that's true. That's very true. Could have been, could have been worse. Yeah, it doesn't matter though. A loss is a loss. That's true. A loss counts the same no matter how many points you don't score. Or Besides the, the main event of this past weekend, but <laughs> yes, we will be talking about that one because that one, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some debatable stuff about this. One. I have a very strong debate about it. I am sure you do, and it's uh, not because I I chose him to win. I honestly thought he won. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say the reason that you chose is because you went minus one instead of plus one. No, honestly, yeah, the, the minus one is not even the one that's pissed me off. I actually thought he won, but <laughs> which is fair, which is fair. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so well, let me actually X out this real quick. All right, so we're gonna have our UFC 288 recap, our UFC Charlotte picks, and we have some main news. Unfortunately, the former lightweight interim champion got involved with the law. Shortly after 288, so that's going to be fun to talk about. Yep. 
it happens. Yeah. Lots of fighters in the trouble with the law lately, I've noticed. But who would have thought? I know who would have thought. Who would have um, thought? But UFC 288, how are we grading this card? Full disclosure, I only saw parts of it because I was preparing to run 13.1 miles. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on completing your half marathon. Thank you. So I was a little preoccupied. Completely understandable. You're excused. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's done. That's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. But besides that <laughs> i'll give the card a b plus i would agree with that a b plus a b plus mm. yeah hmm. um from my point of view it could have been an a um but in my opinion the first fight of the card was complete disaster um, and then the co-main event, in my opinion, was a complete disaster. Well, not not a complete, complete disaster, but it was just... I caught myself falling asleep maybe two times during that fight. A very unfortunate injury. Yep. Very, very unfortunate. And I was, I, I was wondering why... Well, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I was wondering why, like, there wasn't a whole lot of action, and then they said i think like towards the end of the fight that burns got hurt so i'm like oh that explains it yeah see this is why you don't fight three times in four months five months i knew the there had to be a reason Bilal would win that yeah i didn't think of taking that into effect especially when he just fought a month ago like yep. and then and then he had just fought in like two months before then. Like, oh my gosh, like hopefully, and we'll talk about it, but hopefully Gilbert Burns takes a break, I would assume maybe for the rest of the year. <laughs> or at least wait until December to come back. Yeah, especially, especially with his results, that'll come back. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I think it'll, well, actually no, he lost, so it won't matter. Um <clears throat> So, yeah, dreadful coming was not to mention the first fight in the card. Um, the fight that I picked to watch, which was the Frivola Drew Dober fight, was actually very interesting. Um, Drew Dober being knocked out for the first time in his, I'm not sure if it was MMA or UFC career, but it was, it was actually pretty cool. To, well, not not cool, someone to get knocked out, but nice to see Frivola to take that big step in competition and get a very big signature win the the iron chin is not it's destructible now you can actually defeat it yep who would have thought right do we think uh matt frivola gets the patty fight yes interesting <laughs> why not um, who else would be next for him 
I mean, it, it would be a chance if Patty wins, he would actually be in the lightweight rankings now. Like, that's a big opportunity for him. Oh, this is like a lot of debate you know, on social media saying you know, they're trying to protect Patty or whatever. But I think, uh, I think that actually might be a, a possibility. I say it again because I've said it before. Who has Patty fought that that um, gives him? Who has Patty fought that he deserves to be there? See, his last fight was, yeah, Gordon. Um, now that the next level up, and he actually from my understanding, should have lost that fight to Gordon. Yeah. And this was me. I had to watch, I had to watch that fight back um, because I was in Denver at that time. It was actually two days before I met Laurel was when that fight happened. Like, thanks for the invite, guys. Jeez. <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on an FKTC group thing. Hopefully soon. Maybe we'll know by tomorrow when the NFL schedule comes out. Aha. Aha. Um, uh, now, refresh my memory. Who, for the fighter or fight to watch, which fighter or fight did you two pick? I picked the uh, Phil Hall's fight. Refresh my memory how that went because I don't think I saw that one. Phil Hall's got brutally, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but he brutally got knocked out. Oh, no. In front of his home crowd. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's not good. Yeah. He did fight a beast, though, so that's the upside about it. Mm-hmm. Lose to no scrub. Right. That was mine. Laurel? Um, I'm trying to remember here. I think... Was it the Marina Rodriguez one? Well, I thought it was. Um, no, I thought it was Clark and. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah, it was Clark and um, Nijokoway. Nijokoway. Yeah, yeah. It was. That was. Oh yeah, that was the one where Clark tapped, but the ref didn't see it, um, <laughs> and he ended up choking out. Like it was like technically a technical submission. Yeah. Because he. Pretty much fell asleep. And he ended up John Jonesing him, mm-hmm. walking away. Yep. He would have had him on strikes too. Yeah, he looked yeah. really good. Oh yeah. Ever since he he's been John Jones' uh, sparring partner the last couple of years, he's looked very good. Mm. I mean, it helps when you train with John, John Bones Jones. Yeah. <laughs> So we got that, and then okay, so that covers our oops, excuse me, our fighters to watch. Um, I think this first fight, I'm gonna skip through it real quickly because it was that bad. Uh, Charles Jordan beating Cron Gracie. I think I, I don't know if I said it on um, I think I said it online. Long layoffs, they're not good for you. The, the only person that's been able to conquer a long layoff in the last year has been John Jones. And uh, I mean, 
I, I saw some people like even like betting on Cron Gracie to win. And I was like, man, like that's like that's just like free money for the sports books to get. Yep. I mean, he just like I mean just book him and Ryan Hall next. I would like to see Ryan Hall just submit him and go about his business. I'm a big <laughs> Ryan Hall guy, so that'd be a good matchup. At least it'll be a fun matchup. True, true. When was the last time he fought? Because I don't remember him fighting him for a while. Yeah, well, he has like a hundred surgeries a month, so he's very unfortunate um, with injuries. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Only a hundred. Yeah, I feel so bad for him, but he he will be coming back soon. Okay. Um, Law, any thoughts on the fight? But- <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's how I thought, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is going to take, like, luckily it was only a three-round fight. Otherwise, I'd be like, mm, yeah, I, this is not a good start to the evening. How how do they decide who's on the prelims and who's on the on the uh, main card? So I think, I think from, at least from what I can talk about, like, they have, like, Bull Nickel opening up the main card for International Fight Week. But they want like a highly touted prospect to main event the prelims rather than being the main card opener mm. because you can get the most eyeballs on them uh, for the prelims because the pay per view is you know people buying them and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So the better cards meant to be the prelims. At yeah. least the main event prelims is supposed to be better than the main card opener. Okay. At times. And I think we've seen that more often than, like, you can tell more often now. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because so. the Frivola-Dober fight, was, even though it didn't last very long, was a lot more exciting than Jordan and Gracie. Yeah, so whenever a pay-per-view comes, you always look at the main event prelim. It's usually a better fight than the main card opener. It's, mm. Unless it's International Fight Week and the whole card's just stacked. <laughs> so. Right. AKA UFC 200. Yeah. Well, I think in the end, it didn't end up being as because of all the cancellations and things like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Our next one um, Mostar Ivalov defeating Diego Lopez. Um, for someone who came in on five days' notice, although he lost 30 27 on one scorecard. He, he, yeah, no, right. I think he should have won at least one of the rounds. Yeah. What, the third round, I think, was the round he won. I would even argue the, the first round. I mean, I think he, oh, yeah, that's true. Almost too. had this guy finished. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, if you almost finish a guy, you win the round, right? Uh, I don't know what these judges are thinking about. Like, I, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I did say, Last episode, I would not be surprised if he throws up a submission from his back and gets the win. He did that multiple times. He just didn't get yep. it done. Yep. But yeah, he that kid's an absolute dog. Mm-hmm. Absolute dog. And I think at the end of the fight, um, Dana was praising him. And I think that fight actually ended up winning by the night. So he even got a bonus on top of that. Yeah, and Dana paid him a extra too. So oh nice. So good pay mm-hmm. payout for him. 
Hey, Laurel, at least Dana's doing something right. On occasion. On occasion. <laughs> I was just about to say that right on occasion. I refuse to give him anything. No, I'm kidding. Um, what did you think of the fight, Laurel? Did you see that one? I didn't. That's the one I I missed too. I missed uh, the Andrade Yan fight, and I missed Evlob Lopez. Okay, but so. it was entertaining. Uh, Jordan, I totally forgot that first round. He definitely. I want to say maybe two times could have finished it. Oh yeah, he had a, it. That armbar looked like he was gonna break his arm. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, it was, wasn't he like saved by the bell with that armbar? If I remember correctly, I think it was towards the end of the round. So yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think he was like saved by the bell at least in one at one occasion. Yeah, no, that was crazy. That the, um, everyone would be tuning in for his next fight. That's for sure. Oh yeah, like if you don't get this guy at least another two or three more fights. I would be surprised. Um, speaking of the Andrade fight, Laurel, um, that's the next fight that happened. And um, what the hell is wrong <laughs> with her? Jordan, you want to say it? Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Did she have a wardrobe malfunction again? No, she did not. <laughs> no, not this time. Oh, but you know, sometimes Laurel, when you just fight someone, your your prior fight, and they just break you, and you can't fight now for the you know, like you just it's it's so detrimental. So what happened was Aaron Blanchfield broke Jessica Andrade. <laughs> that's what's hap- That's what happened. When you lose to the champ like that, things like that will happen. And so. I swear you not, Laurel, like. <clears throat> Maybe two minutes after Jan knocked out Andrade, Jordan texted me, Aaron Blanchfield broke Jessica Andrade. <laughs> she, did. she did. So it was a TKO even? No, I think it was a straight knockout. It was. A, it, it was. Well, she kind of complained she, at the saying that she was up, but that's how you know she was out. Not yeah. going to lie. I love that. I should. I'm going to go back and watch. Yeah, that was. It was. And it, it was really weird too because I, I was watching this fight and there was a point where Jan I think like clipped her well clipped her and then something like awoken in Jessica Andrade and she like went like throwing like hay, not like haymakers but like trying to throw and see what could hit and it kind of reminded me a little bit of what um, oh there was this one fight. So when Stipe won the title against Fabrice over Doom and he was like pedaling back, it kind of reminded me of that because as Jan was going back, she threw, I think I want to say it was a right hook that landed straight on Andrade's shin and she just fell down. Well, first, Andrade, the way she got knocked out, she threw three straight left hooks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Over, like, like left hook, left hook, left hook. So, I mean, she was waiting. Like, all you had to do was just throw a straight right hand and you'll just clip her. Mm-hmm. And even Teddy Atlas uh, called it and he, she dropped and the fight was over. Sounds like her technical work needs a tune up. 
That's what happens when you get mentally broken. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, we've seen fighters that have been mentally broken, but that one was, I was like, wow. Like, I, last episode, I'm like, oh, like, man, Jessica Andrade has got, well, I mean, I didn't say she has it in the bag. Like, I would be really surprised. I, I think I was more surprised that Andrade got knocked out because I think that was the first time. I want to say it's like one. No, no, no. She got knocked, not knocked out, but she got TKO'd by Zhang Wei Li. Oh, I just thought of something. But I'm gonna skip that part. Um, it just seems. Uh, I don't think Andrade handles counter striking really well because I noticed when she fought Zhang Wei Li, um, she like was starting to throw something, and then Zhang threw a punch right away, and she like went to her knee and was like down so i think the, i think um john kind of provided the blueprints but i mean i your girl erin blanchfield had a completely different blueprint on her own but counter-striking does not is not the defensive mindset of jessica Andrade at all yeah by the way anybody who thinks uh yon should get the title shot over erin blanchfield can just sit the fuck down uh because it's Blanchfield's title shot. Uh she hasn't lost in the UFC and she's coming off three straight finishes. Wait, so, I want to know I want to know who's saying this. Oh, uh, there's some marks on Twitter that uh oh Jan should get the title shot. She just knocked out Jessica. I mean, did you didn't Aaron Blanchfield broke her? Twitter Twitter's not real life. Yeah, I mean it, it may it's not, not real life. You might you may have a point. <laughs> and also think of it this way. Um, I think what they're what they're bond. probably talking about is Jan would fight for the strawweight title. I don't think they'd be taking Aaron's flyweight flyweight title shot away. Yeah, I, I mean, mean wh- wh- whoever said that John Jan should get the flyweight title shot, I'm like she hasn't fought at flyweight. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Right. So that that's what I'm hoping they were thinking because she ain't no way she wanted twenty five. Um, I did see something on Twitter that they said that this would be the perfect opportunity for UFC to have a China event because the main event could be yeah. the two China stars, Sean okay. Whaley and Yan. Do that. Do that. But I did see some idiots saying that she should have jumped Blanchfield. So what, someone, I, you need to send me that tweet because I will go balls to the wall and saying why they're wrong. Wait I, a minute, though. Back it up. Who would win against Yan uh, uh, versus Jean Weili? Oh. Who would win that matchup? I think Weili. Yeah, I think Weili would. Yeah. Not by. I would say it'd be close though. Although, mm, trying to think. You know what? Let me look. Oh, I put it down here. I'm kind of curious to see who. I mean, I know Jan beat. I know Mackenzie Dern at one point. Um, yeah. actually, I think that halted Derns' winning streak at that point. Um, unfortunately, yeah, very unfortunately. Um, I'm just curious to see who she has fought recently. She lost to Marina Rodriguez and Carlos Barza. Yeah, Carlos Barza is who I'm thinking of. Is Jan she... did? Yeah, Jan did. Hmm. Um, but other than that, she has won. 
She is, let's see, oops, let me get that right. Yep. So one, two, three, four, five, six. And uh, Jan is eight and two in the UFC now. Uh, with her only losses coming to a, she got TKO'd by Carla Esparza. How does that happen? <laughs> what? Yeah, it says here, May 22nd, 2001, Carla Esparza lost knockout TKO in the sec- three minutes into the second round. Oh my gosh. So how do you get TKO'd by, I mean, no disrespect Carla Esparza because she's won the title twice, although she's never successfully defended it either time. But how do you get TKO'd? Huh? And now she's pregnant. Oh, is she now? Yep. Oh gosh. So it's going to be a while before we see her again. Yep. Oh, well, she was on a winning streak too. Um, I'll talk to you. And then Marina Rodriguez, who, um, she ended up losing to, she lost to, um, oh, who was it? Uh, I can't even pronounce her name, but she did lose. And the thing about Marina Rodriguez, like she was like right there to fighting for the strawweight title. And now she's dropped, I think, two or three in a row now. Yeah. And so that's, that's just, she's like the, um, oh, geez. I don't know who I can. Oh, she's uh, like the Curtis Blades of the strawweight division. That is a good comparison. Uh, I was going to say Gilbert Burns, and I was going to say, speaking of Gilbert Burns, um, did you see that fight, Laurel, the Burns-Muhammad fight? Yeah. Um, I didn't realize he got hurt, though. Yeah, I didn't notice until they mentioned, I think it was like in the fifth round was when when they had mentioned he got hurt. I'm like, oh. This explains why, and I it was like that one moment, like um, like slightly awake for it. I'm like, oh, oh, he got hurt. That would explain a lot. Yeah, um, I mean, Gilbert getting hurt in that first round, and then saying that he, he can't throw it when he went back to his bench mm-hmm. or stool. I mean, that was tough. Yeah, and then him not knowing the round in the fourth round. Oh, I don't yeah, think I caught that. that. I mean, yeah. geez, that's scary. Mm-hmm. But uh, him saying, oh, is, is it the second round? And it's about to be the fourth round. I mean, that's... <laughs> oh, goodness. Something. But mm. uh, this was the um, the perfect timeline for Ty's boy, Colby, because uh, this was perfect in the sense that Bilal didn't have, like, a standout performance because Gober got hurt. I hate that. For the record, I don't think that Jordan saw Ty give him the double bird. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, listen, I mean, Ty is a Chiefs fan and a Kobe fan. I mean, it's maybe (laughs) tough, but this was the perfect scenario for him. And I mean, he got it. He now he's for sure going to get the title shot. Um, And then Bilal will be next. So, but it looks like the welterweight division has been, is like slowly dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, those were the top two contenders and I know Gilbert was injured but again I I'm still not a big believer in Bilal even though I know he's on a 10 fight on bean streak but I just think if Gilbert was healthy I think he would have won mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's shot Kyle Rachmana's division waiting oh yeah that's true except for he actually could have fought Colby but Colby refused to fight him well, he's refused to fight a lot of people. 
talk about an undeserved path to the title. I did see a stat that Kobe has not beaten any ranked welterweight fighter. Nope. That's, that's He's, I think I think now it's he hasn't fought in anyone. He all of his fights are against like guys that are either not ranked or have already retired or or out of the UFC. Yep. So playing it safe. <laughs> Yeah. And there's a good chance he's probably the next champ because he is a bad ma- style matchup for Leon. Yeah, and I don't like that. I don't like it one bit. But that's all I got for the co-main. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty much the same here. Um, as I mentioned earlier, was like in and out of like, okay, this fight's getting boring. And then I find out like, oh, he got hurt. That's why this isn't as high paced as I thought it would be. So... I mean, in all, given all things considered, I would pro if in a perfect world, I would give Muhammad the title shot over Covington just because he's been the more active fighter. But you, you know, Dana White's going to want the, he, he knows that Edwards versus, I mean, it would be a rematch for Edwards and Muhammad, but he knows that Colby fight's going to sell. Yep. Maybe in a perfect world, Bilal will weigh in as an alternative and Colby Covington misses weight. That'd be something. That would be something. I know it won't happen. It won't happen, but if it does, you heard it here first. <laughs> Except for we'll be going back like six months later, like, oh, guess what happened? Remember when I said this? Well, it happened. Um Bilal main- hasn't had a real fight yet. Even Colby could beat him. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like who he's fought too. Um, I, I know he had the no contest for with Leon Edwards. Uh, he beat Sean Brady. Um, Wonder Boy. He beat Wonder Boy. Yep. Um. I think that's as far as I know. I'm pretty sure there's probably probably one other person there, but I think I think though stylistically, um, if especially seeing the past few Muhammad fights, I think the only one I didn't see was the Sean Brady one, and that was because I was I forgot what I was doing that day. I was doing something, but he's not that enter, not that entertaining of a fighter. I think we should move along because I know Jordan is going to have a lot to say about this main I'm event. just waiting. I'm waiting. Go, go for it. So uh, my problem is, and I, I I promise you this is not about plus one, minus one, anything. I, I honestly thought Cejudo won the fight. I thought he won a 3-2. I thought it couldn't have been more clear, to be honest. The fact that he lost because a judge gave Aljo the fifth round, which is the – out of all the rounds, the most clear rounds are Cejudo for round five. He gave it to Aljo, mm-hmm. which is horseshit. What I don't understand is we the, the scoring needs to be fixed and how we judge fights. How can you defend nine takedowns and not be rewarded for that? Right. I, I don't understand. 
Aljo is a wrestler. So, and I get sometimes he doesn't go in for the takedown to actually take you down. It's just another thing to think about. But I mean, Jesus Christ, guys. I mean, like he defended nine takedowns. He only got takedown four times. And he barely had control. I mean, I thought Sahudo did more damaging shots too, but that can be debatable. I just Sahudo really defending his takedowns were, I think, a big part of the fight. And I he just didn't get rewarded for that. The they're clearly giving it giving Alger the fifth round is unbelievable, insane, mm-hmm. insane behavior. Um, I thought Sahudo was robbed, and I don't like throwing that term out rob because it, it can go either or but i really think it was rob because of that judge i mean he should be the champ but Aljo well, he, is, he uh, only got uh, credit for three of the eight takedowns yeah so so hudo so hudo went three for eight and aljo went four for 15 right so i mean so hudo defended nine takedowns i mean and he had more control time so I mean I I just, I just don't understand the how defense is not rewarded in the scoring system mm-hmm. and how that that was a major part in the fight and Cejudo won that battle he won the wrestling battle and he had his moments in the striking so I just it, it, it mind boggles me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember how I saw it. Um, I think for me, the most difficult round to score was the third one because I you could have really given it to either way, either one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely have said, I think I said one and at least one and four to Sterling, and or maybe it was yeah, one and four, one four. to Sterling, two to two and five for Cejudo. So I was like when I read the scorecards. When they said split decision, like okay, like I can understand it, but then looking at the scorecards, I I would agree with you, Jordan. Seeing that judge, I think it was Derek clearly, clearly yeah. gave Aljo the fifth round. I was like, what? And that honestly, if that were reversed, it would have been Cejudo by split decision and not Sterling by split decision. It looked like everyone that was at the fight judged it for Cejudo, but everyone at home watching it judged it for Aljo. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. I watched it from home and I thought Sahudo won. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is what it is. I hope Sahudo keeps fighting. I hope he actually fights Marab. I think that's actually a real possibility. Mm-hmm. And I think that puts him right back into the title picture. I mean, I think that matchup is, is good for him too. Because mm-hmm. I know Marab is a wrestling machine, but there's t- I think there's moments where you can get him. So, right. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think there was something it's a one and four two and five and yeah three was just very tricky for me to score that's not that's just that round i'm gonna have to look back and watch again um but i don't know like it's Mm. not not the fight was confusing on its own but it was just one of those fights where it was entertaining for the most part um i felt like i wouldn't i wouldn't have been upset it, it said split decision so i wouldn't have been upset either way because it was one of those like oh like i don't think but then like looking at the scorecard it was a bit of a like a robbery um for those who for those who firmly believe it which i say you have a really good point in it 
Um, but I want to ask this. I mean, I know. So Sterling's uh, run as the title holder has been very, very complex because he, of course he won the title via a disqualification. Um, and then he would split with um, Peter Yawn, which I think if I remember correctly, I think him winning by split was the right call because I don't think there was one round specifically that Jan dominated fought TJ Dillashaw who was already fighting with a bum shoulder and then you fight Suhudo is coming off a three-year layoff given that Sterling did break some records he now holds the rec I think he's now holds the record for the longest um title reign in Bantamweight if I'm not mistaken and the longest winning streak in Bantamweight. weight. So my question for the both of you is, has Sterling done enough to be considered one of the best at the Bantamweight division, or do you think there's a little bit more he needs to do? I'll let you go first, Laurel. I'm talking uh, too much. Uh, uh, let me think about that for a minute. Uh, I'll, I'll go real quick then. I'll go real quick. Is has he done enough at the bantamweight division? Mm-hmm. Has he done enough to warrant himself as one of the best bantamweights that we've yeah. that over the past couple of years? Um, especially given the flow. Well, here, let me let me try it this way. So the Bantamweight division up until the Peter Yan versus Sterling one fight has been a little bit fluctuated because you had Dominic Cruz who dominated it for, well, his reign really started in the WEC. But then he, when he got to the UFC, I think he had like one or two fights. Then he got hurt. Brandon Burrell became interim champion, defended that belt twice i believe i think is what they said and then uh he actually ended up relinquishing the belt cruz did due to the injuries and then he brow would defend it one time dillashaw comes out of nowhere actually i think he was like a late replacement beats uh brow within the inch of his well not within an inch of his life like brutally and then just the fifth round they decide it's over tj i think then defends against him and then fights Cruz, loses split decision. Cruz holds on to the belt for one uh, one defense against Uriah Faber, loses it to Garbrandt. Garbrandt loses his next fight. TJ defends against them. And then, I forgot what happened. Oh, yeah, he actually went down and ended up having to relinquish it because of the whole EPO thing. Cejudo becomes champion, defends it once, def- retires. Then we have Yawn. Then he loses, like, doesn't even get a successful defense and then loses the rematch. So, over the last few years, Sterling has been the more, has been the fighter, even though his three title defenses have been shrouded in question. You, I don't know if you can really deny that he hasn't been the most consistent Bantamweight over the last few years. 
he he's been consistent but i think in order to be able to say that he's should be considered the best i mean he's not beaten some of the bantamweights that i think probably could give him a better run for his money um for instance song yadong he hasn't fought marlon vera i mean he hasn't fought most mm. of the top 10 or even 12 top venom weights of this of 2023 mm-hmm. and then no mention of sean o'malley <laughs> You know, now that you say that, I kind of like, I want to talk about this real quick. Um, I think it also is because the band, the men's bandweight division has been, I mean, it is like one of the best right now. The only issue is, is that because of this qualification, Jan got, Peter Jan got the immediate rematch. Uh, Dillashaw comes back for retirement, wins one fight in a fight that honestly, I think a lot of people said that San Hagen won without question. Mm-hmm. Um, ends up bumming out his shoulder. And then Sudo decides after three years, you know, I'm going to come out of retirement because I feel like I can beat this guy. So I think it's been like the Bantamweight division, at least at the top, has been stagnant because all these former title holders have been able to leapfrog everyone and so i think in order to really get the i think the sterling o'malley fight is going to be really helpful because i think after that fight i think the bantamweight division is going to start becoming more fluent as far as like more progress is being made in the top five even the top 10 the other thing to me is it's just it's not in my mind when you look at someone's fighting record, it's not just good enough to win by decision every time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Sterling wins too much by decision. And not that that's a bad thing. I mean, it's a way to win, but you have a fight like you we just watched with Cahuto, 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 you said it. Where it was like, well, maybe Henry won that one. And, and it just comes down to leaving it in the hands of the judges, as we always say. I mean, there's a reason we say that. I don't, I don't think you can be considered the best bantamweight of all time if the majority of your fights are, are won with decision. That doesn't say anything to me. Yeah, I don't think Sterling has really secured the bantamweight goat of the UFC at least especially I mean it was a good fight he could have really scored it either way especially that he beat a former two division champion at one point right that kind of helps his accolades a little bit but I think in order for him to really truly become one of the best in Bantamweight I think some of these got other guys I think that's why I think once if he gets at don't don't shoot me, Jordan, but if he gets past O'Malley, I don't think he should move up to uh, ba- uh, Bantamweight. I don't think he should move up to Featherweight. I think he should fight at least one or two more of these contenders before he decides to do that. 
I just think for me, I like he that he is one of the greatest, but I I I wouldn't go that far and say he is the greatest. I don't know. I still think Dominic Cruz is, holds that, or you can even argue that others can hold that. But um, I I can say that he creeps into the top three. I mean, he, he's a good champ. It's just. Too many of his fights either end controversy or like Laura said, a decision or something like that. I do think that, and I know people, some people love him, some people hate him because people just love to hate and the hype train or whatever. But Sean O'Malley does pose a, a difficult style for him because uh, he got hit a lot versus Cejudo. And if he's going to get hit by Sean, there is a mm-hmm. good chance that his lights might be put out. So mm. Sean's longer, he's quicker, and he's faster. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, if he gets back, if he gets past Sean, which I know Sean doesn't have the resume as of right now, but I think if he gets past Sean, then we can start talking a little bit more about, you know, especially the way he fights in that. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, I don't think he wins that fight actually. So I think the only way I can see Sterling winning that fight against O'Malley is if he uses his wrestling and he's able to take O'Malley to the ground, which I don't, I, I mean, I've seen O'Malley fights, but I haven't really seen how he, hand, because most of his fights, he's always involved in some kind of stand-up. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how well he would do if someone takes him down, which I think we've only really seen him on the ground really against Cheeto Vera. Yeah, when he got hurt. Yeah. And I know people are going to talk about the takedowns and stuff, but fight starts on the feet. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be if Sean knocks him out quicker than he can, then Alja can take him down. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that is a very, I mean, that that chance, that's likely might happen, at least in my case. I think it will happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's people have heard has heard like there's rumblings about his jiu-jitsu game too. So I don't think Sean's like an absolute scrub on the ground either. So right. But we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll be able to, might be able to see sooner than we thought because I know Dana at the end in the presser said that he wants to have that Sterling O'Malley fight in August in Boston. Meaning there'll be a two pay-per-view month if 292 is for Boston in August. So look look out for that. Just saying. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, July doesn't have two because they decided not to do London at all. Mm-hmm. So. Um, oh, gosh. My, my wallet can't take that. <laughs> so we'll see. I wonder how they would do that. I guess, we'll, yeah, I guess we'll have to see how they do that. But that covers UFC 288. And now, Laurel, standings time. Oh. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> I sit at 28 and 30. Jordan Lopez sits at 26.32. And Ty sits at 31.28. Ridiculous. <laughs> not that, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, Especially yeah. since we're like, we still have so many, we have two fight cards left before another break. So, oh my gosh, we have like a hundred fight cards till the end of the year. So, I, <laughs> I think it'll all even out. Yeah. What if we tie? 
Yeah. What? Oh, I say, what if we tie? Yeah. Do we all wear hats? Mm-hmm. Actually, we can't tie because you have one more loss than all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you, I will not make it a tie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it'll be uh, well i'll say this is that i think this next fight card um i don't know some of it was a little tricky some of it wasn't um but ufc is returning to charlotte for the first time in a while i can't remember the last time they were in charlotte but it was some time ago i wish i can remember um but the main event is going to be a heavyweight fight between jerezino rosenstruck versus jolton almeida Mm. um but we get started um I i will actually give a little disclaimer here is that i probably will not be able to see this entire card because i'm going to be out of town until probably around when the main events either begins or ends so i'm going to be watching this card on a little bit of a delay i'll be that until like probably saturday no maybe monday or tuesday sometime before the podcast um but the first fight is between tim means and alex moreno at welterweight this was one of the trickier ones that i thought but i decided to go with alex moreno and i picked decision Decision. I can get behind that. Such, you know what? Ty, I'm rocking with you. I was back. I was going back and forth with this guy. I thought I was thinking Tim Tim means might you know slug one out, you know Mm -hmm. that old school slug out. But I think he gets it done. Yeah, I was uncertain about this one. I mean, Tim means is physically as far as height and reach has an advantage. And, you know, I just, I feel like watching film, both fighters didn't really show me a lot. I think this is going to be kind of a, maybe a little bit of a lame lame duck fight, but I am going with Morono because (laughs) he's younger. Come on. <laughs> I I got nothing to say. Um let's see where our next fight is. Oh. So this next one is between Carlos Olberg and Ihor Vittoria. I don't know if I said that right. So correct me if I mispronounce that. Um I know Carlos Olberg because every time he has a fight, the ladies of MMA Twitter just swoon over him. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This is true. Okay, Ehor? I'm I'm glad I'm glad I'm not the only one who has witnessed this. Ehor? No, Carlos Olberg. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't even know what Ehor looks like, honestly. So, which you know what? What are we? What are we? What are we swooning over here? They're I mean, swooning. The, Ty brought it up, not me. 
I mean, oh, he, yeah, he's hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, I don't, well, it's mostly because I'm probably of the male gender, but I just don't get it. No, no, you should get it. I guess it's a female thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though he has the pretty boy looks, he does have the fighting skill to back it up. And actually, I have Carlos Olberg winning this fight. Actually, I have him winning by TKO. Yeah, I, I actually think this is going to be like his coming out party. Uh, I think he wins. I think he, he finishes uh, Ehor. Yeah, he's a savage. And then I have to pick him now because I thought he was good looking. So now I have to pick him. Yeah, you're, you're stuck with him. Forever, <laughs> ever. You can never pick against him again. Yep. Which I could bode well for you, Jordan. Maybe, maybe for a plus one, one day. <laughs> plus one, one day. Um, so our next fight is between, this should be actually very interesting. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez versus Ian Gary. Uh, I think I kicked the first two off. So who wants to start this one? I know who I'm picking, just FYI, but I figured I'd let you got, we do a little rotation around, so. Uh, I know who I'm picking too, so I'll just pick. I think, uh, I can't go against Ian Gary, you know. I, I will send you a picture after this tie. I did put my hand on Ian Gary's chest uh, after UFC 273. We had a little moment, and, uh, you know, that, mo that moment was caught on, uh, on a photo. It was a pretty nice photo. Uh, <laughs> had a little nice talk with him. And, uh, What's going on here? That is a very nice photo. I, I was I was telling him something, but I don't know why I was centered on his heart with my hand. Um, this was after he won too. He was walking around the concourse, so um, you know, very very pretty white. Did you did you do a do a grab? Did you do the grab? No, 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 just... no, 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 no. Like, was, did, you, did we do gentle, a honka honka here? No, nah, it was a light, gentle, like hey, you're the, like you're the man type. Okay. And um, and yeah, after that, I just can't pick up. I can't pick against him. And plus, I think he's the he's a better striker against Daniel Rodriguez. So I don't think he'll get the finish, but I think he'll go to decision and win. Okay. Hmm. Go ahead, Laurel. I I am I'm picking uh, Gary to win as well. I found him to be a a really great technical striker, very accurate. I feel like Rodriguez is just kind of one of those guys that flails around a little bit, really opens himself up for uh, straight punches, which Ian Gary throws a lot of. And I think that he's really vulnerable to those counter shots due to just his striking style. So I don't think that this fight's going to get too far into it before before Gary gets a knockout. Mm, knockout. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, I'm also going Ian Gary. Um, although I will say, I think Daniel Rodriguez can make this interesting if he's able to execute. I would say, one, if he's able to not so much keep the distance, but like try to at least make it 
keep it close in so that way Ian Gary's not using his reach to cause any significant damage. And then if Rodriguez can use a little bit of wrestling, I would think that he might have a chance too. But I think this will be a good test to see how Ian Gary does against Daniel Rodriguez, who has that element of wrestling in him. But I do ultimately think that Ian Gary does get it done. I think he'll grind out a decision here. All right, and we've reached the co-main events. Anthony Smith versus Johnny Walker. This was the hardest pick for me. Mm-hmm. Hold on, before we go. Look at that photo. I just got this sent to me. That's cool. That is a nice photo. Come on. That, yeah, that, that nice. is actually really nice. I will give you that. I is mean, that you? He has, is he has that... his arm. He has his arm around my shoulder. I'm I'm telling him something. I mean, is that you without a hat on? That is me without a hat. That's uh, <laughs> when I got when my hair was a little longer. But I need to get a haircut. You have great hair. No, I do. I just wear like I don't gel my hair at yeah. night. That's why I wear a hat because uh, my hair is not properly uh, nice. So I want to <laughs> look like a absolute doofus. <laughs> so I wear a hat here. Um. Yeah, Laurel, why don't you start us off with the coming event? Oh. Come on, Laurel. Well, you know how much I like the humper. <laughs> but I, I think this is a very interesting fight that's going to end up in a slugfest. I'm concerned about two things. Um, one is I feel like Walker has a weak chin and two, he's not reliable. <laughs> mm. You know, you look at him and you think, oh, he's going to win that. And then nope, he, he loses. <clears throat> it was really a toss up for me, but I'm going to go with Smith. I think Walker can't could get it done or can't get it done. I just cannot pick him because of his inconsistencies. You were going the way of Johnny Walker, and then you just absolutely flip it on me. <laughs> I mean, what is happening, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, we just have to go with who we feel. <laughs> you were excited that I was going to go with Johnny Walker. That's why I... No, I'm kidding. I had already picked Smith. I just... I think that Johnny Walker is a decent fighter. He just, he's like, he's on crack. He has good days and bad days. <laughs> well, with that being said, I do have Anthony Smith. <laughs> I just think he's an absolute dog. I think he actually gets a bit disrespected. I think he's a better fighter than what people give him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think he, I think he's at, uh, recovered from his injury as well. So he should be fairly healthy going to this fight. So give me yeah. Tony Smith. Yeah. Not to mention that he was pretty much five minutes. If he decided to was five minutes away from dethroning John Jones. Yeah. Mm. And he decided not to continue, but I'd say it's more good for him that he was able to continue because I think he's like, I didn't want to win the fight that way. 
But I mean, if it was really, I mean, it was an illegal knee, so. Well, it sounds like Ty's going with Johnny Walker. <laughs> Laurel, you really think I'd pick the humper over the Lionheart? That's what I. That's why my what was like a shocked. What? No, I. I honestly think Anthony Smith is a better fighter here. Um, I feel like we're all gonna have the same picks. <laughs> I mean, it's happened quite a few times when Laurel and I have done it. So yeah, a lot actually, because just some cards are kind of like predictable. So am I? I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but are we all picking Charlton Almeida? <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> I am. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I can't get no pluses. Oh. <laughs> Are you still got no six plus yeah, months to go? I want to make ground up now, and I can't this weekend. Because... Wait, Laurel, how far behind is he? Is how far behind is Jordan from you again? Two, and he's A he's two. from you. It's like. <laughs> I mean, still two is not that bad. And then maybe something happens and what it's like 31. So that means I'm wait, I'm only three, but I'm only, I'd only be like three back. Right. Or he's only three back from me. Right. No, he's five back from you. Oh, I didn't realize there's five back. All <laughs> made it by finish. Oh, okay. Well, Jordan, if, if there's any, if I'm giving you any hope, when Laurel and I did this last year, I did really bad in the fall and winter picks. So you have a chance. Yeah, I was behind like for. She was behind by a good amount and. By 10 months, like over 10 months. <laughs> and she came back. I think it was, I think it started with, um. I think it started around either. Abu Dhabi or Madison or like right before Madison Square Garden was when he came back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I got a chance. Yeah. Never say never. Um, but yeah, I have Almeida. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the fighter that really relies on one method of victory. And that's something that Rosenstruck has been relying on time in and time out again when he like if it goes past the first round i don't think it's going to look good for rosenstruck um i don't know a whole lot about almeida which i'm kind of surprised about but watching his tape like the guy's really good like he's one of those heavyweights who can beat you in any kind of way he can either knock you out or he can pull a submission on you and actually have him so Here's my little like, like go come inside my. Oh, that didn't sound right. Look into my crystal ball. I know that did not sound right. <laughs> and this is how I see it happening. Almeida hits him with like a straight right, gets in the fall down. Almeida jumps on his back and sinks in a rear naked choke. While he's down, like I actually like that. I actually like that. Almeida's very good on the ground. I think mm -hmm. he, he submits him as well. Yeah. 
and you just have all made up just by winning. Me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I never make predictions on how oh. they're in. Oh, I thought I thought you did one time, but maybe I'll well, I mean, oh, sometimes so cool I do, but that's just cool for us. Okay. Too cool to make predictions. Too cool to look inside the crystal ball and make a wild prediction or coming inside the crystal ball whatever you said <laughs> yeah i don't know i was trying to say looking but i don't know where that came from so no nah, i have no idea either i was like wait no that that's why i stopped myself like that doesn't sound right no try <laughs> let me let me rephrase that anyways that does cover it for ufc charlotte hmm. um a little bit of fight news if unless you've been living under a rock we were supposed to have Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill this weekend but we all found out that it, they that fight got moved to next weekend actually lame someone's got to cover Aldana and Pennington mm. <laughs> Did you see how Jordan responded to when I made that, uh, when I noticed that news on Twitter, Laurel? I did not. So I posted a screenshot because I found out through the news via verdict, which Jordan works for. And what was your response, Jordan? Well, Ty screenshotting things are from verdict, but not from my stuff I do from verdict, you know, classic Ty, you know. Chiefs fan. What else that we learned? Colby fan. Nope. Not nope. screenshotting stuff that Jordan does for verdict. And then now he's talking about coming on crystal balls or whatever. So look at that. Yeah, that's actually that actually might have to be a sound bite later. Yeah. So <laughs> um, but in all honesty, I actually think I bookmarked verdict on my computer. So now I can actually go and like, all right, let's see if Jordan's type anything today so because i think i'm now i think i'm gonna start going to verdict now for most of my to do some like do some reading of sorts well i think as my you, next, my next could... piece will be on the the results of the weigh-in so results of the weigh-in okay so I'll tune as you in. can see by my um chat message that i attempted to join verdict <laughs> so i'm working on it listen i don't know i don't know who did that i can tell you 100 percent. i don't have time to be doing that but <laughs> if you are going to join verdict good for you because uh, it's a good app mm-hmm. i i'm probably going to change my profile name i would suggest you doing that yeah <laughs> yeah when i saw that message i automatically thought of the shaggy song it wasn't me it wasn't me so I saw the name like, wait a minute what? wait a minute jordan might be too long too young to know that song was that <laughs> song out even before he was born probably I know, song. I know i know you do know it okay hey we don't feel old talking about fight news uh Dana did, uh, you know, do a live this morning and Mm -hmm. uh, he did talk about, he finalized the International Fight Week card 
Mm. Um, and if anybody saw the Davison Figueredo fight, is still was still mentioned. Really? Um, that yeah, that was a typo. That that fight is still off. Okay. Um, that was that was just a mistake, and and he didn't even notice it probably. So that fight is off. Yeah, I had this discussion with someone. They're like, "Oh, like it's criminal that Figgy's not on the main card." I'm like, "Uh, that Figgy fight has been canceled, dude." Yeah. And then fight. I was like, and then I saw the news. I'm like, "Wait, is is it canceled or is it not canceled?" And then it's like, "Oh, it was a typo. Figgy is still off." Yeah. Um, how do we feel about Robbie Lawler? It's this is supposed to be his retirement fight, but he's fighting. I think he's the featured prelim. Of International Fight Week. Say that again. Uh, Robbie Lawler, his mm-hmm. retirement fight is the featured prelim on International Fight Week. Yeah. Instead on the main card. Yeah. So I guess for that, like how we discussed earlier, I think Dana wanted as much people to watch Robbie Lawler retire. Because mm-hmm. not a lot of people buy the pay-per-view. Right. So might as well get it where everyone can see his last fight to the public on ESPN or ABC or whatever they're going to do it on where mm-hmm. they'll have the most eyeballs for free. So even though he might not do it, and I think this is his first fight not being on the main card, I think his whole UFC career, I think, if I'm not mistaken, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but uh, there is a benefit towards it, which is the viewers. There's going to be mm. a lot of people honoring him. So Right. I, I didn't even it. think about that until you, after you said it earlier. And so now I'm like, oh, well, maybe that does make sense. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, good. I also just kind of hope that. I mean, I know fighters who end up retiring, their last fight hasn't exactly gone well for them. So I'm kind of hoping that Lawler can get one more victory in before he puts the clubs it keeps the gloves in the octagon. Um, and then I'm trying to think, what were the fights that... So we know Volk versus Rodriguez for the unification title is going to be the main event. Mm-hmm. Moreno versus Pantoja is the co-main. Um, oh, what was the fight before? I don't remember what it was. Oh, um, I can see it. Whitaker versus Duplessis is me the featured bouts, is how they call it. Um, and I know Treshawn Gore versus um, Bo Nickel is going to open up the pay per view. I can't remember who's supposed to be on. Oh, Turner versus Hooker is the second fight. Um, I think that's it so far. Yeah. There were no other. There were no other fights. Sorry, sorry. Oh no, it's okay. I was like, there were no other fights announced after that, right? Because I didn't get to see it. Oh wait, no. Um, they announced um, London, the main event for London, which was um, Aspinall versus Tybora. I think if I, I think I got that right. Yeah. Also, I know Patty is injured, but there's still a chance that he might be on it but very slim he would be fighting through an injury i think if he fights on my card gotcha hmm. and then it was actually announced 
I think right before I came on here, while I was trying to get my computer updated, that uh, Misha Tate is out of her fight against Maya Bueno Silva. And that was supposed to be on June 3rd. I believe, yeah, it's supposed to be on June 3rd. Bueno Silva got moved back to the card after International Fight Week, and she's going to be fighting Holly Holm in the main events. Correct. She's stacked. Holm? Well, um, what's her bucket? What, M- Myra Bueno Silva? Yeah. It's I mean, good. Holly Holmes stacked too, but mm-hmm. I was surprised seeing them today. Yeah. I can't pronounce her name. My, uh, no, I think I said, I think I said, My, Myra Bueno Silva. Yeah. I think I got it right. Um, which I'm kind of bummed out that Misha Tate's out, which it must have some, something must have happened because I know they were supposed to fight the weekend after Memorial Day. And so having that fight get pushed back and Tate just not on completely, it's kind of a bummer. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, any other fight news that we've missed? Not what I can think of. I just, what I can at least talk about. I mean, I don't know anything actually. I haven't gotten anything or any updates, but the only update I've gotten actually is there'll be more things rolling out. Uh, they plan on having a, a stacked uh, winner, fall and winner. So, a stacked, what was that? A stacked uh, fall and winner. Oh, fall and winter. Okay. So we can expect that. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually also just released, I've got today, they released the trailer for The Ultimate Fighter that starts May 30th. It was, it was a good trailer. I liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. And Connor pushing China at the end. Yeah. They did a little spice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Laurel Connor. Where you the whole time? Connor doing Connor things. Team Connor. <laughs> Team Connor tie. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I can, and I can tell by the trail. Uh, yeah, I get, yeah, by the trailer that McGregor's pretty much going to be in a suit the whole time. So if he's not training, he's going to be in a suit. Yeah. So, like, ah, so you're just going to do the same thing you did when you did the Ultimate Fighter with Favor. Awesome. Yep. Which... I hope that I could understand what he says half the time. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, one of the funniest parts when he was um, with Faber was the whole stay on your feet that comment that he made. I was like, that's how I feel sometimes when the when uh, fighters get hurt or when someone hurts the, uh, their opponent and they go shooting for a takedown. Like, that clip comes to my head right away. Mm-hmm. But... Now we got the fights and we got tough taken care of. We do have one little bit of MMA news and it involves the former interim lightweight champion. Sadly, Tony Ferguson, um, I think this was literally maybe, it happened 2 a.m. Pacific time. So it would have been 5 a.m. Eastern. So I think it was roughly like four hours after UFC 288 happened. 
uh, Ferguson got involved in a multi-vehicle car crash. Oh, no. No, no injuries were reported, mm-hmm. thank, thankfully. Ferguson appeared unhurt. Um, police showed up. They asked Ferguson if he could take a breathalyzer and a field sobriety test, which both he said no. And so Ferguson was arrested on he was arrested on suspicion of DUI. Yeah. Suspicion of Dewey is not good. Mm-mm. But I hope Tony learns from it. I mean, honestly, I hope he fights one more time and then he retires. Mm-hmm. So I just hope, you know, he gets through this. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not much, there's not much because they haven't really released a lot of information. Even his management team has declined to comment on it. So it's just one of those we're going to have to wait and see. I don't even know if he's like posted bail yet or anything. So he, he should stay low. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, it depends on what they do with him, but I agree with you. I kind of hope that this i mean this is here here's another public service announcement don't drink and drive kids don't drink and drive if that if if he ended up if he was actually drunk drinking if he had drank and was behind the wheel you shouldn't do that yeah don't get a dewey and don't be a chiefs fan (laughs) jeez ouch i know I'm going to probably hear that until for a while. So, well, I wasn't mentioning you, Ty. You're a Broncos fan. I'm just saying, unless you want to admit you're a Chiefs fan, finally. No. Mm-mm. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say, I was just saying in general, we're doing PSAs. I want to, want to say that PSA. Yeah. Public service announcement time. Yeah. So. Maybe we should make that thing like at the end of the episode, we should each have our own like public service announcement on like what's happened throughout the week and like what we should or should not do. Don't be a Chiefs fan. Yeah, that that would be that your first one. Don't be a Chiefs fan. Simple. Simple yet difficult for some. Carolina Hurricanes are overrated. Even though they yeah, yeah. I, that that that's not too difficult to argue with. Even though they might win the cup. <laughs> well, because they played an eighth seeded Edmonton Oilers team, so when they won the cup, so. Um, do you have any public service announcements, Laurel? <laughs> no. <laughs> My uh, public service announcement is I'm in Florida next week. So, oh, there you go. I mean, coming to my state. I will well, be. Actually, in- I like to say that Miami is its own state because it really is. Mm. So, are you coming <laughs> to Miami or are you going to Florida? Uh, <laughs> I will be in Crawfordville. And you're going to Florida. Yes. Huh? I might have a very limited availability uh, next week, but I think I'll be okay. Okay. I, I have to hop not. Hop not? Yeah, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at hobnobbing, but I have to, to hop not. Hmm. But yeah. I will be on your Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Eastern time zone. There you go. It's just crazy. Might be the one episode where we're all in the same time zone. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, not a big fan of East Coast for staying up late purposes. I'm old. <laughs> so I try to go to bed early. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I already gave my public service announcement, so we're all good there. Um, all good. I but with all that said, um, I think is there anything else? I don't think I, I think that's everything as far as I know. I think we got everything. I think so too. So mm-hmm. apologies to you two again for my computer deciding. Oh, you know what? Instead of you being here five minutes early, let's show up fifteen minutes late. Yep. <laughs> so, oh, here's my public service announcement. Other than the Blackhawks thing. Make sure you update. Make sure you update your computer before you go on a podcast. Yep, it's a good, it's a good PSA. Even even if you're not sure, like, like I should have noticed like ten minutes earlier. Like, oh wait, this thing's going slow. Maybe I should update it. Maybe I should see if it needs an update. So yeah, public service announcement. Make sure your technology is up to date. So okay. there you go. There's two of there's two for me to this week. Um, but with all that being said, um if you have any guest requests, if you have any suggestions, if you want to join our FKTC group page, which I'm kind of or group chat, I should say, which I'm kind of hoping that I can we can try to grow before International Fight Week. Um reach out to us either by using the podcast twitter page at fktc pod or if you want to reach us individually you're more than welcome to do that granted that it is safe for work you can reach laurel at rain basin jordan at jordan t lopez new at get with it jordan t lopez all right keep that in mind and you can reach me at tie fly guy 15 but until then Protect your faces from Laurel's kicks. Yeah. Protect your necks from my throat cuddles. Watch out for Jordan's flying knees. And what's her number one golden rule, Laurel? Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Yep. And follow our Twitter because I think I'm going to start using that. As I'm reading Jordan's work on Verdict, I'm going to share it on the FKTC page. Look how that works. Like, this is what our guy Jordan wrote. Read it or else. Would you say or die? There we go. There no, so there we go. I knew you were a Chiefs fan. I knew it. <laughs> well, until then, we will see you all next week for UFC Vegas 73, Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. Peace.